Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Video Games Now podcast. My name's Rodney and I'm joined uh, not by Will today. Will is working his ass off, shoveling snow and bitching about it. So uh, we brought a uh, uh, new guy in that we've had on the podcast before. His name's Bradley. Hello. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, Bradley's uh, freshly joined the uh, VGM team. He's going to be one of our game players. Uh, if you guys want to join the VGM team, go to our website, videogamesnow.ca, and uh, we threw out an article about it. Uh, we're looking for a couple of positions to be filled on our team, so we would love to go through all the candidates. And uh, we're going to talk about a couple things today. We're going to talk about Reggie Filome leaving Nintendo, which is a little bit sad. What do you think about that, Bradley? Uh, I see it being pretty upsetting for a lot of people. Uh, I feel like it's it's the new trend now because the blizzards, some of the big blizzard people have stepped down in the, in the past year. So I think there'll be a few more heartbreaks coming. Yeah, we're uh, entering a new generation of gaming for sure. And uh, we're also going to talk about, just dropped this morning, uh, new Pokemon games. Pokemon Sword and Shield are uh, have been announced, and there's uh, game footage and all that kind of stuff, which you can also find on our website at videogamesnow.ca. And we would love to start talking about that, so why don't we get right into it? So everything like that's coming up right now. Right now. now. Right now. Alright, so uh, Reggie Filame stepping down from Nintendo. Uh, why don't we start with that? Um, actually, before we start with that, Bradley, we haven't talked in uh, quite some time. You've been uh, tearing up the comment section on our Facebook page. Uh, so yeah, what uh, what have you been playing lately? I just started going back and playing Wolfenstein 2. It is a very fun first-person shooter, really gory. Um and then I, I'm, I'm still on the Fortnite bandwagon uh, and Apex Legends. Very nice, very nice. Uh, yes, I've been playing... Um, I've been going back and forth between Apex Legends and uh, Anthem. Uh, I got, I'll have a couple things to say about that a little bit later. And I've act- today I wanted to play more Anthem, but I actually have been setting up my flight simulator. I've had a flight simulator for a while, but... Uh, it, I haven't had it hooked up because I just didn't have any space, but uh, I, last weekend, right after we did the podcast, Will and I striked the studio and moved it into the garage, so there's lots of space now, 
and yeah i got that all set up it's 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 uh, a lot of wires and a lot of uh programming but uh yeah it took me about five hours today to get it up and running fully damn five hours yeah it was a big project so you got you have like about six programs running um aside from the actual simulation program so yeah that i don't know i don't know if i could pro i don't know if i could set that up the the programs make it quite easy um it's just tedious like um I use, it's called SPAD Next. It basically talks to all my instruments, uh, like my actual um, uh, simulator, like uh, joystick and throttle. I have instrument panels and autopilot and all that kind of stuff, like hardware. So it takes all the signals from that and then actually deciphers it and then communicates with the simulation. So I can actually just use other stuff. <laughs> and not just Damn. like, yeah, not just like push like buttons on the keyboard. So. Yeah, it's it's pretty freaking complicated, but uh, I'm actually curious, uh, anybody, if to uh, go on our Facebook page, if you want to see me actually stream flying like in multiplayer or whatever. I don't know if anyone would be interested in that. I'll do it, but uh, I, I, if if not, if there's not not an audience for it. All right, so I've uh, seen people oh. I've seen people stream uh, VR, and like the only thing I'd, I'd suggest is making sure you have someone there to read the comments to you. Yeah, because if, if you're in your own little world, you don't see what people are saying, and it's really funny to watch. <laughs> but having someone to be like, "Hey, this person's making fun of you," yeah, I think it'd be I think it'd be entertaining. I've to seen watch. I've seen people troll people on uh, on the multiplayer version of like Flight Simulator, um, and it's it's freaking hilarious. Like they'll come on the radio and be like, "Oh, you know, this is Flight Nine or Nine or Nine or you know, nose <laughs> nose diving for Runway Two One or whatever." So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's funny, but uh, anyway, so let's move on here to Reggie Filame, the uh, meme tastic uh, president slash ex president of Nintendo. So he came in uh, kind of at the tail end of the GameCube era there, and he's uh, he's had to change Nintendo a lot uh, from the old days, really. Like uh, originally, it was uh, who was it actually originally? I'll look that up quickly, but uh, yeah, he came in like I said, end of the GameCube, and uh, like the sixty, like the the NES, the SNES, the sixty four, uh, and even the GameCube, like those are all uh, super revolutionary consoles. And then uh, so he kind of took over after that. Once the 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 big boom of the uh, Xbox and Microsoft, or sorry, Xbox and uh, PlayStation came in and started really rival rivaling Nintendo, so he kind of had a tough gig. Yeah, he did. He I, he had a lot of fun with it, though. Like he really took it, uh, took his job, and you know he, he loved doing it. So yeah, yeah, he uh, yeah he's always on stage. He always looked very happy to be up there, and he inspired a shit ton of memes that are that are just great. So I hear I got I pulled up a meme thing. So what? So he definitely he did the uh, my body's ready when he was introducing We Fit. So that was amazing. <laughs> the, the best meme ever. Um, and then he the, he triggered the Reggie Gigas meme from Pokemon. I can't remember how he did that one though. Reggie Gigas. I want to pull up the memes too and see if I can find some. Yeah, my my internet's being really shitty though. Like I'm talking to you and uh, I'm doing something else. It's loaded the Pokemon Sword and Shield video for later, but it can't load a single web page. Like it just won't. Um, <laughs> oh my god, this one's really good. Reggie Gigas, my Giga Impact is ready. Oh, that's funny. Let's see what I. So, um, yeah, he's uh, he's uh, good, but he's being succeeded by uh, um, 
what's his goddamn name? Someone about Doug Bowser. And I don't know if he's only getting promoted because his last name is Bowser or yeah. <laughs> That's a really I wonder if like he purposely changed his name for that. Yeah, maybe that was um you know, that that's what put him on the top of the pile at uh, when they were uh, at had the hiring fair at Nintendo. Like his last name is Bowser, he's in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, okay, these apparently this is a Reggie a Reggie quote. We don't want to share our games with beaners because they're so goddamn ugly, annoying, and they're always happy. <laughs> And uh, oh, I remember in a uh, Nintendo Direct, he um, or it was uh, about Smash Brothers. He said no Johns, and we're like, what? <laughs> so yeah, it was it was good. If anyone knows who that reference uh, is for, so yeah, he's he's great. Uh, I remember he did the ice bucket challenge when that was a thing a couple years ago, and yeah, he's he's uh, we're gonna miss him dearly. So I'm sure Will would say somewhat of the same thing. So. I can't do Will's. I can't do a Will imitation. I can I can imitate a lot of people, but I, I can't imitate Will. He can't just, do a Will. He just he uh, he he yeah. He's pretty low. Well, so Bowser has some pretty big shoes to fill, uh, figuratively and literally. So yeah, hopefully he can he can live up to the expectations. And from what I'm what I gather, he's he you know has the same sort of persona that Reggie had because he's come on stage a couple times he's the uh currently he's the senior vice president of sales and marketing and yeah so he just gave off that uh nintendo-esque persona if you will Uh, i'm looking back at uh doug bowser's twitter and i I see a a tweet from uh december 16th and he's wearing like an ugly sweater suit but it's all mario Uh and like mario stars and stuff (laughs) it's pretty cool nice yeah, so as long as he can keep, because you know what, like uh, Nintendo has charm, and that's what wins them over on state on uh, at E three and stuff. Is uh, they try to kind of make the make it like a performance, uh, and not just like some guy talking on a stage about uh, the future of Nintendo or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. So I think Doug Bowser can fill those shoes pretty good. Um, I mean, his last name is Bowser, so I'm sure his feet size are like thirteen or whatever. I don't know. I, as long as his first one coming out, like he actually dress up as dress ups as Bowser and comes out and does like a presentation, then no. he'll win me over. Man, no, he should come out dressed as Reggie. As Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as a Reggie Gigas. <laughs> that okay, that would win me over too. That would be so good. We should contact Doug, Doug Bowser right now. See, the, and and the other sh- shitty thing too is uh, I wanted to get an interview with Reggie Filome. That was like my dream goal on this podcast, and we're not going to be able to do that now. Actually, maybe now he he's retired. Yeah, he's got lots of, lots of time. I would I would start spamming him and be like, hey, when you retire, you should come out and just chat with us. Yeah, right now I'm sure he's getting just bombarded hard by like every game news anything. Oh for an interview imagine yeah Yeah. interview and like future plans for retirement and yeah i can't (laughs) that'd be crazy as an ex-president do you get future nintendo consoles for free i would i would hope so i I would make sure that's in my contract yeah (laughs) that's the pension you don't get any actual money you just get all future games and consoles i'd be okay with that that'd be that'd be a good way to live yeah because then you can, when you're done, you can sell them and then you can feed yourself. <laughs> that, that's true. 
So they never lose value. That's one thing with Nintendo, right? Like everything keeps its value. So even if you hold on to it for like a couple of years, it'd be like, here, I'm going to sell this for regular price. And straight up, it would like quadruple in price, be like Reggie Filame owned uh, Super Mario Maker 2. Yeah, let me sign that for you. <laughs> oh man, that'd be $500. Yeah, no, he. That's definitely what he's doing. That's that's a that's a good deal for sure. Pretty soon, uh, I'll be signing uh, game things and be like, "Yeah, Rodney owned this shitty fucking Titanfall game. You can have it now." <laughs> it's yours for a low, low price of five dollars. Oh man, that's a bargain. Yeah, I would give it to them for free, honestly. But free. Uh, I've seen Best Buy was selling a uh, Titanfall two for ten bucks, brand new. Jeez, what was the worst one I saw? Fallout seventy six dropped pretty pretty low too, actually. Oh, that one that one almost cut in half within a week. Yeah. Did you? Um, I think we talked about this before. Did you see the video of the guy that like trashed uh, an e, uh, EB Games because he, they wouldn't give him his money back? Yes. Oh, savage! Oh. So savage. That was that was good. Yeah, Reggie was watching him, and uh, <laughs> he got what he deserved. So. Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, very sad that uh, Legi- uh, Reggie's leaving Nintendo, but as we said, I think Doug Bowser will do an excellent job. So uh, anyways, I think uh, let's move on to our next topic here, which we're probably going to talk about for a good chunk of time, um, passing the torch on. And uh, we're going to talk about Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, and we released an article this morning that uh, kind of just outlined briefly of uh, most most of the stuff that was talked about in the video. Uh, so there is... It's on the Switch, obviously, and it's set to come out in the late 2019. That's this year, right? Are yes. 20- that's, okay. This is going to be their late November Christmas buy it and get a Switch with it. Like This will sell a, a ton of new units for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... The region looks great. It's called the Galar region. And oh. I, I'm i trying to... I was kind of talking to Bradley and Will about this this morning. I'm not really sure which uh, area this is based off of. Actually, you know what? Now that I'm looking at it, um, maybe it's based off of Italy. That would make sense. Cause just, just, I could see it. I could see Italy. Yeah, we were thinking... Like I was thinking earlier, maybe France, because of uh, one of the towers looks like the Notre Dame Tower, but they've already done France in X and Y, so... It would be somewhere else in Europe, but I think I could think Italy because it's a long, narrow uh, plot of land. Yeah, I can see with the long, narrow. Yeah, I definitely see that. I can kind of see some inspiration from like England, though. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be good. And so, uh, it was at six a.m. I think. Yeah, it was the was the uh, six a.m. my time. I'm in. I'm at yes. Pacific. So uh, I was looking. Uh, I woke up at 5 a.m. because I get up that early all the time, and um, Bradley just happened to message me and saying, "Do you are you gonna watch the direct in, in like an hour?" And I'm like, "I am now." <laughs> I actually <laughs> have no I had idea. good timing. Yeah, really good timing. So, anyway, so yeah, the Gallery region looks super sick. There's uh, fields, uh, rolling hills, farmland, uh, cool looking European towns. Uh, snowy mountains. They got uh, a b- yep. good chunk of stuff. They look like they have a cycling road there. Uh, I'm looking on our website at the actual photo. I don't know where you're looking. I, I have one open here with the whole. Oh, the whole uh, the whole thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually yeah. Gonna, I'm actually gonna look uh, at that right now. Whoever I was thinking of doing that this morning, stitching that together. 
and I just didn't. Yeah, I just couldn't find. Let me jump it over to. I'll message it in Skype here. Okay, cool. Um, I can probably find it quickly on my images. Yeah, here it is. I got it. I got it. Oh, All right. there it is. So. <laughs> what a great sound effect that was. Is that Big Ben? Do you think that's that, what it looks like? It, yeah. Let me look at this again. There it is. So, um, I don't. Yeah, it could it could be England because it's surrounded by ocean. Yeah, but like, England doesn't have those big mountains, does it? I've never been there. So I, I don't like. I've never been there either. But I know like if you take that whole island, I feel like it has a little bit of everything. Yeah, I can see that too. Like England, Scotland, Ireland. If you take all of them, like I feel like there's there's little bits of everything from that that location. Right. Because yeah, I feel. They, I mean, yeah, they basically just take the surrounding landscape and then just make an actual region. They don't. The only one that it was based pretty closely off the actual lands was uh, the first two, and um, I think Generation Four was based up towards like where Mount Fuji is. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure where Hoenn was based, but yeah, five was uh, New York, and six was France, and then seven was Hawaii. So yeah, it'd yeah. be yeah. Shout out to our European listeners. Yeah, we don't have very this, many. This, it, but looks, we have some. it looks amazing. Yeah, it looks really cool. That um, that picture of the mansion by the lake is like stunning, stunning. Oh yeah, like there's there's just there's so much to it. Yeah. So I yeah I like that. Oh yeah, sorry. I was gonna say earlier. There's a. It looks like a cycling road that goes. Uh, it's on the left hand side of the uh, the map there, kind of by the lakes. Okay. Yeah. No, I see it. Yeah. I yeah. See what you're talking about. So, it, yeah, it looks like uh, it comes. It goes from the town there with Big Ben, if that's what you want to call it, uh, all the way down into this uh, into the mountains below. So, you know what? Honestly, I think if you look um, down at the very bottom there, that's probably your starter town. I believe so. Yeah, uh, it looks exactly. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say the house with the red roof is the starter town, and then the yellow roof is like the where you get your starter Pokemon. Yes, that's a good guess. I think the red house is probably yeah your house. Yeah, that that's your house, and then the yellow house is like the professor's. Yeah. Oh, you have to go through the mountains to get your starter Pokemon. Cool. <laughs> I'll just catch one. <laughs> Let's go style. Um, and spe speaking of that, um, the uh, starter, or sorry, the uh, catching mechanics uh, have reverted back to the way they were. So the catching mechanics and the uh, random encounters. Yes. So I did like that in Let's Go, but I appreciate the fact that they went back to the way it was before for a main entry series. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's it's what they needed to do. Yeah. So. Ugh, we gotta grind. We gotta roam through grass and grind. Fuck. <laughs> they yeah, but it's a whole new. Like it's not. It's like a whole series of new Pokemon to grab. Yeah, this is true. In the so it's like that mystery of like, oh, is it a new one? Which one is it? Yeah. Um, we'll talk about the starters in in, in a little bit here. Uh, we're just kind of going over the map a little bit more. So, um, that building in the pretty well the middle of the map just before the mountains looks majestic as shit. I'm wondering what the fuck that is. Oh, like the gray building here, right beside the the rock town-ish place? No, no, no. It's like dead center of the map. Um, it's in that little bowl there uh, below the snowy mountains. Yeah. So it, yeah, the uh, kind of has. 
I don't know. It could be like a bad guy's place. It kind of looks like, like team a bad... Rockets. <laughs> yeah, Team Rocket uh, is in that uh, palace there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, oh, it looks so fucking cool. See, I um, we made a video earlier this uh, or at late last year called uh, "Everything That Generation Eight Needs to Be Awesome." It's on YouTube, so you guys can find it on our YouTube channel. And yeah, we talked. I talked about a couple things in that video. One was uh, that there needs to be some sort of uh, there, there needs to be a good like opposing team, like region criminal team, you know, like um, and you, you and your rival can maybe take them down single handedly. Like I just hate how they undermine your rival. It just pisses me mm-hmm. off. Like your rival's like comes around and he's like super chill, like oh let's have a friendly battle, and you're like fuck off. I don't want to fight you. And then when you fight him and beat him, he's like, oh, that was so much fun. You just want to punt him. Oh, I hate, I hate the rivals in the new games. So you want, you want something a little more like the rival is like a member of the evil organization? Dude, that would be fucking boss. <laughs> that you just literally read, not read my mind, but you like read what I was putting down. That's exactly what we need. So, yeah. Like, I'd be on board with that. It's something different. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Like we just need another Gary. Like we just need someone yes, to be someone, like, like killed, someone you have to hate. Yeah, like you killed my fucking Ranata, bud. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we need we need a rival that um, basically motivates you to get stronger, just so you, so he's never better than you. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a must. I and there, there's a couple of other things here. Let me just pull up my script <laughs> from that video, and um, which is I think in the in here. I'll figure that out. But yeah, um, what were your thoughts on the starters? Okay, Grookey is my favorite, I think, of all time. Oh, really? He is so cool. Shit, I And I feel like thought. I'm alone on that, because everyone else I've talked to so far are like, oh yeah, it's it's Sobble or Score Bunny, but I'm like, no, Grookey is the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> he looks so cool. <laughs> but, and you know what? They're never going to show you their Evolve forms, because... No. Um, they did that with Sun and Moon. They're like, here's these new uh, Pokemon, and then you're like, well, Fennekin's the way to fucking go, and then it evolved into this like the shittiest looking fox wizard thing, and you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I get that. I'm okay. I, I hope Grigi. I hope they don't they don't ruin Grigi. Yeah. Um, and what do you think? Okay, so what's yours? What what's one are you most excited about? Um, I don't know. They all look like Pikmin to me, so I don't I don't really know. Where oh, she- I didn't even think of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really do. So I, I literally look at them all and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Olimar would, could never, could, would just take all of them. So, scripts. I'm still looking for the, the script for the uh, to, 10 things. Yeah, I don't know. Sobble, Sobble looks pretty cool. Curious. I think the they kind of hinted at some pretty cool crossovers of like the future uh, evolutions. Yeah. Like Sobble could potentially be the water ghost that everyone's been hoping for. Yeah, I'm I'm a little hesitant to choose Score Bunny because I just don't want another fucking firefighting. Yeah, like that's I, exactly what it looks like. Yeah, like and, the bandage across the nose. Yeah, I because I told I told Will this this morning. It's like literally so out of the seven generations, um, generation uh, generation one and two were just fire. I'm pretty sure throughout the whole way. And then Generation 3 was firefighting. Generation 4 was fire and fighting. And then it went to, uh, what was 5? Five? Uh, 5 was, 
um, Fire and Dark, and then it went back to Fire and Fighting again with Inf uh, Inf was it Inf not Infernape, it was um, uh, Incineroar. So yeah, three three of the seven um, fire starters have been firefighting, and it's just like, can we please just do anything else? Yeah, I'm hoping that they they change that. It's not to be firefighting. I actually really hope Grookey is like a grass fighting. Yeah, because that would be a good mix, and I feel like they've they've have it ready to go. Yeah, but at the same time, like I don't know what Score Bunny else would be. Y yeah, <laughs> it's like it looks like it's a fast Pokemon, but like there's nothing there's nothing about fast. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just looking at my uh, I'm looking at my script here now. So good rivals was was number ten. Number nine was a difficulty setting. So. That would be nice if uh, they could throw that in there, just like like a game plus mode. Yeah, like and 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 you can choose it from the beginning. You don't have to beat the game first, and then go back and have to recatch everything. I think. Um, yeah, what what did I say in the video here? I said um, that okay. Yeah, instead of you just like putting your fucking shoes on and going like going to the lab and getting your starter, you should have to go through like a Pokemon Academy or something where you have to do four to five related tasks. And then the game gauges how experienced you are playing the game based on, on how you complete those tasks. And then it's like, oh, so using the slider from one being like complete noob to ten being like fucking world champion <laughs> uh, Pokemon video game player, you know, it can, it'll gauge yeah. the slider on the on how difficult it should be. Kingdom Hearts had something like that in all their games. Oh yeah, at the beginning of the games they do this like prologue-ish scene where you have to answer questions and based off how you answered the question, change the difficulty of the game. Shit. That's good. Yeah, and then uh, I also pointed out, like, in Pokemon Origins, the anime, Brock asked Red how many badges he has and then he's like, none, and he's like, okay, well, I'll battle you with these two then. So, yeah, if they could do something like that, so depending on what difficulty you have, it's like, how many badges do you have? And you can go to any gym you want. Uh, in any order, and then they just fight you with uh, Pokemon based on your difficulty and how many badges you already have. So I, I see that potentially happening, because I feel like this one is supposed to be open world. Yeah. Like, that's what they've hinted at strongly. Well, as open world as po as it can be, it's just a straight line of land with yeah. a big with a big snowy mountain obstacle. I can get, like, I, up top there, um, on the top of the snowy mountain, that's probably the Pokemon League, unless maybe... That other place we thought was a was a team hideout is probably the Pokemon League. Yeah, because that could just be. Yeah, it kind of actually looks that like, yeah up the, there. That's I think that's the Coliseum up there. I think you're right. I think the bigger one's the Pokemon League, and up there is the Coliseum. Because they hinted at a, a really big competitive side to this, where you can go into Coliseums and fight against other trainers. Man, what if that top bit is like the post game? So like yeah, you, that's what I. Yeah. That's what I'm strongly think it is now that I'm looking at it. Because you have to go through the snowy mountains, which is going to be just like hard as shit, and and then you'll get up to the top there, and then you got this massive city of multiplayer options, and it's got a battle frontier and a, all that. That'd be sick. Yeah, I I was talking to a friend of mine, and they 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 felt like the Coliseum clip that was in the trailer or in the direct yeah. was hinting at like the competitive side of this this series. Yeah. Because that, that's kind of what it's uh, what it's missing, too. I, I'll open up my script again. This is, like, number four or something. Oh, no, it's number seven. So a ranked online battle system. Like, I, we just need something. 
to to keep us all basically in, invested in the game. So it, it basically gives you incentive to actually, you know, do fucking four generation egg breeding and get those special egg moves or whatever just so you, you can increase your rank online. Yeah, I agree. Um, I... With the Coliseum again, I think they could almost do like a, a survival mode where you're just fighting like wave after wave after wave after wave after wave and it's like to see how far you make it with the team that you have. Yeah. But it doesn't get it wouldn't it shouldn't get any more difficult as it goes on. Like it should just remain the same because like your stamina is gonna run out eventually. Yeah, it will. I like I agree. It should just it remain the same, but you're fighting different Pokemon. So yeah, then you have to like strategically build a team. Yeah, and like resource control and and yeah. like stat building on that team to make it as far as you can. Totally, that'd be awesome. So I mentioned also the Battle Frontier needs to be fucking sick. Um, basically, like Pokemon Emerald worthy. Um, the the only other Battle Frontier, um, whatever you call them, uh, buildings or whatever, uh, in other games that I actually really liked. I think it was in. Uh, it might have been in gold and silver. I can't like the remakes, heart gold, soul silver, but I can't remember. It was the one where you had to pick which um, type you had to fight, and then you had to fight ten uh, in that type category. I think ten times, or seven. No, it was seven times. You had to fight in that category for se uh, seven times, and then that category went away, and you had to choose another category, and it had all seventeen Pokemon types. So if once you made it all the way to the end by defeating all of these different types then the frontier brain came out and, you, and challenged you and it was okay. really it was really cool so like for example and you can only go in with one pokemon and then um you had to stick with that pokemon for the, the all 17 types so oh wow yeah so uh, yeah. for for example i chose like for alligator or something and then obviously for alligator is weak to grass type so i just went with grass type because every time you finish seven battles then you check out and then you have to check back in and every time you check back in it gets way harder okay it was yeah, really, yeah, it was really I cool. I see that being fun. Like, I really feel like, yeah, they have to throw in some random challenges and maybe some random encounters, like, that you have to go back to that they were just too OP. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I really actually like the Pokedex, how the Pokedex worked in, uh, um, oh, shit, uh, the, Hoenn, the Hoenn remakes. I can't remember. The Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. I really liked how the, the Pokedex worked and that the... Was it the Pokenav where it, like it told you how many Pokemon you had left on the route? Uh, see, I didn't play that one, so I'm kind of a little out oh, of the okay. loop on it. Yeah, I'm, I know. I remember it was that game specifically, but yeah, they had a system in place where you open the Pokenav and, and whatever route you're on, it would say um, you've caught this, 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 and that, and then it would tell you if you've caught everything on the route, or it would just not say anything, and then you know that, oh, there's one more Pokemon on that route. And if you've seen it and it's ran away, it'll show it, like, like kind of like it does in the Pokedex, like it's just, like, a black silhouette. Oh, a black, yeah, silhouette, okay. Yeah, but once you catch everything, it says, like, it gives you a little check mark, like, you got everything, so move on. So that's, so that's how it made it really easy for me to complete the National Dex in, uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Okay, yeah, no, I can see that being a good feature. So hopefully the Pokedex, the not even just the Pokedex, just the way it tracks uh, what you're catching uh, needs to be good. So, you know what else would be good? Achievements. Yes. Like the yeah. Now that they have online play, they need to start integrating achievements more. Hundred percent. And just especially in a Pokemon game, like there's, it's such a grand task now to catch every single Pokemon and complete your national decks. 
So just giving like a little bit of a, you know, pat on the back every once in a while and then give you a little, you know, little bonus. Yeah, I agree. I think that would be just something to make you feel good. Yeah. So, oh, Pokemon Go. I just saw the name in the script. Yeah. Pokemon Go is giving me some trouble right now. Um, anyways, yeah, like spend 100,000 Poke Dollars. That would take a long time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm really excited, but I, I got to say with, with the Direct, they left so many questions unanswered that they're going to torture us with this for the next nine months. Yeah. They're probably not even... They're probably just going to have some sort of like bleak demo at E3 this year or even at any of the packs. And yeah, it's going <laughs> to... Basically, you're going to like start your journey and then get your starter and then encounter about like two po new Pokemon and that's going to be it. When the... I think it was October, beginning of October, they did that really big Smash Brothers Direct. Yep. I feel like they're going to do the exact same thing around the same time, but a big Pokemon Direct. Yeah, totally. I really like that Nintendo has all these little Directs, and they keep them a secret until about, like, four hours before it goes fucking live, it seems like. And then none of the other competitors, like, can counter, the, can counter it until, like, it's too late. No, and it's always different times. Like, the one this morning at 6 a.m. Yeah. Like, why? Why <laughs> 6 a.m.? What is what is Japan time right now? Let me ask... Probably what it was. Let me ask my phone. <laughs> Come on. What time is it in Japan? Oh, I cut myself off. The time in Tokyo. Japan is 10.34 a.m. So right now it, it's seventeen thirty four my time. So that's so they're they are they're on the next day though. Yeah. So they're five. So they're. So uh, I guess 12, it would have been around there five o'clock. Seven. Yeah. It's seven. They're seventeen hours ahead of us. So. Okay. I guess it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. It's just North American problems, I guess. <laughs> yeah it's like when the uh, when the international hockey games in like russia and they're like what the fuck i gotta get up at 2 a.m to watch the game yeah that's painful yeah. but we're canadian we do it yeah we get our timmy's coffee and our double double coffee <laughs> everyone everyone's gonna ask what that is now because it <laughs> double 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 yes. double yeah double double and a puck bunny and all that all those terminology things that canadians use but um yeah so this this pokemon uh, direct like i said was just it's just they just release it and it, it they basically let a bomb go off and then everyone gets stoked and they just nintendo's marketing is actually really fucking good like they have really good marketing and d despite that most of the original fan base has kind of moved on to have more than just the nintendo console um yeah it's just spectacular how good their marketing is other than with the wii u we'll just exclude that one that one is really shitty i think they i think they fired their marketing team and then brought some other guy in it was doug bowser yeah so, actually, one thing about Wii, uh, the Wii U, the president of Nintendo, and I'm not, I don't even know his name because I'll butcher it so bad, um, but he took a pay cut during that time period so he wouldn't fire people. Oh, it was us. Uh, it was Iwata. He had, yeah, he yep. had faith in the team that they would bounce back. Yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, he, act, yeah, he died, and, and then Nintendo took a hit for a bit. Just, just not, not just because he died but just because of the morale was a little low yeah yeah so but they came back pretty strong like the switch is amazing yeah this the switch is killing it um actually you know what people that have completely deserted nintendo every time i talk to them i tell them just like three games on this on the switch 
and like what they're um, what Nintendo has done to change it and it like blows their mind and they're like, oh my god, I'm buying a Switch right now. Like I've convinced so many people to buy a Switch, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I they're they're missing out. If you don't own a Switch, you are missing out. Yeah. And you can play it anywhere. I play it at work. I go tell all my crew what to do and then they, and then I chill in my car for about an hour and play some Super Mario Odyssey. There's there's some games that you don't even need to get like super invested in that you can play a little bit and put it down. Yeah, totally. So like if you're addicted to Fortnite, play something in between while you're waiting for the rounds or you're waiting for your squad to like die. Yep. Um, and even you can, if you get to the Nintendo online service, like you can play the classics. Like I was on the plane uh, to my vacation, I was playing Super Mario Bros. and I was trying to speed run it, and it's fucking hard. <laughs> so. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I don't think I could ever beat those games. Um, I got to World 8. Point, uh, I got to the castle at 8, but died on it. So. It's, you know what's yeah. sad is when I was a kid, I, I ended up having chicken pox and I went to my grandparents and this is like a really weird story, but this is where I probably got addicted to video games. For a week straight, my grandparents let me just play the Nintendo. And so I played like Mario 3, Bibble Bobble, Dr. Mario. Yeah. And I remember beating some of those games when I was that young, but now I go back to play them. I'm like, how did I ever beat this? Yeah. Um, what freaking game? did i play recently that was like oh i played dr mario 2 and it was like i sucked ass at dr mario actually so yeah, it's a lot harder yeah i don't know why and now there's a dr mario for mobile hopefully it's a little bit easier yeah i saw that post you guys posted something on that on your website we did um i can't i can't honestly remember anything about it <laughs> i'm just like ooh, that's good dr mario for mobile so, and now there's Tetris 99. Uh, that looks like a lot of fun. I haven't played it, though. I haven't played it either. Jay Witz was streaming it, and I kind of watched a bit of it. But, um, yeah, a battle royale for Tetris is a new idea that's kind of good, actually. Instead of like, just being a FPS or a third-person shooter or whatever. It's a challenge. Like, it's it's more of a mind challenge, and you're really, like... Yeah planning out how you're doing things yeah so okay actually a side note so this this just kind of proves that your phone's always listening to you because i said what time is it in japan but i started talking before it started listening and it only got is it in japan and it told me the time without me correcting anything so it's like always listening to you yep technology is scary some bullshit all right um Google's going to take over the world. I'll keep saying that, and then when I'm right in 2050, <clears throat> I'll say I'll totally well, sold and then die. If, just check it out. We don't need to talk about it. Check it out. Google has this new feature where you can tell Google Assistant to make phone calls for you, and it'll, it'll actually call and talk to a real person, and you don't have to do anything. As Like, as the robot? Yeah, no, it sounds like a real person. It is freaky. What? Like, it sounds like a real conversation. Like, you had an assistant call and make an appointment for you. But it was the Google Assistant that did it. That's fucked up, dude. Look it up. They announced it last year and they showed, <laughs> like, three different call op options in it. It is crazy how this technology is. Oh, dude, you're fucking freaking me out. Like, that's... Yeah. Uh, Google Assistant. Assistant. Makes appointments makes where it makes appointments I gotta find it too. this is fucked up dude 
like Google Home um, was kind of a uh, a thing for me because you can basically connect to it at any time. You can have it dictate to your Google Home when you're not at home to like tell your wife to like make dinner and then she'll yell at the f- Google Home instead of you. <clears throat> but uh, Google, uh, hang on, Google Assistant calls to make appointment on BBC. That's a good source of information, isn't it? I have I have the website right here. Or I have the YouTube video right here. I'll link it. Okay. Hi, I'm calling to book a woman's hair <laughs> cut for a client. Oh, that's uh, that's funny. I, I, I okay. This... I just sent it on on Skype. There. This is the YouTube video where yeah, Google makes a phone you. call for you. Hi, okay. So okay. Here. It, good. It's audio. So I'm gonna turn the music off here, and we're gonna we're gonna listen to this, and we're gonna just all like cringe because t- robots are gonna take over the world. Okay, here we go. Something else you. Hi, I'm calling to book a woman's haircut for a client. Um, I'm looking for something on May 3rd. Sure, give me one second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, what time are you looking for around? At 12 p.m. We do not have a 12 p.m. available. The closest we have to that is a 1.15. That's Depending fucked. What service she would like? What service is she looking for? Just a woman's haircut for now. Okay, we have a ten o'clock. Ten a.m. is fine. Okay, what's her first name? The first name is Lisa. Okay, perfect. So I will see Lisa at ten o'clock on May third. Okay, great. Thanks. That, have that, a great day. That that is just fucked up. The next call is even more crazy because he calls like a foreign restaurant and like the conversation goes sideways but it still registers what's going on (laughs) and it answers the questions that blows my mind um it's called google Google duplex okay i'll just skip this guy talking okay here we go hello hi um i'd like to reserve a table for wednesday the 7th for seven people um, it's for four people. Four people when? Um, next Wednesday at 6 p.m. I think the that's, question uh, that would be that's kind of screwed I up. Some chatter around that that did go kind of sideways because she was, uh, she was, um, she's obviously not, um, from, you know, here. And, yeah, uh, yeah, like, it, yeah, and she was, uh, kind of screwing it up. And, it, yeah, like you said, it, oh, that's crazy, dude. It, reacted and goes oh no this is what i want and it's like how how do you have that technology like that is just that's creepy yeah so i wonder how the prep goes for that so does he ask you all the questions and then or the sorry the google ask you all the questions and then you just answer them no i think literally you just tell google like the one at the beginning of that the one video i watched it says hey google make a hair appointment for me and then it just it just calls interesting so in that the last one i think it's like hey google reserve a seat for next wednesday at this restaurant and then it'll call for you to reserve seats that's fucked up so basically it, oh, am i torturing it, our google home yes you are <laughs> i have a google home and apparently because i keep saying hey google it is freaking out in my living room <laughs> right on yeah I, th- I think that's kind of scary though like but it you would never double book yourself because you would if you book everything through this google then 
it would be like, oh, you can't, like, it would say, oh, yeah. I have only have an appointment at 2 o'clock, and then if it knows you have something else booked, it'll, it won't book it. Yeah, it won't book it, because it'll keep track of everything, like your Google Calendar. Yeah, it's scary enough that, um, like, I use... Um, I use Gmail for work for for both the uh, video games now stuff and then for my actual work and then I use Outlook for my personal email so uh, Outlook and Google aren't connected it's just Microsoft right so I w- will book a flight and then I'll use my personal email to like confirm the flight and all that kind of stuff so it'll send me in, uh, to my email all your flight information and then somehow it makes it onto your Google Calendar Mm-hmm. And it like t- knows your flight number and everything, and I'm like, how the fuck do you know this? Like, it, you like I can understand if you use Gmail, but not Outlook. Yeah, no. For any any listeners right now, if you have any like funny stories of like Google overhearing your conversations, you gotta share them because yeah. I want to read them. I I think it's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we'll uh, throw the link for this podcast on our Facebook page, um, and then you can comment below any interesting google stories so um oh apparently uh someone i think it was my brother telling me this apparently you can set um your google to because you can buy all the google fucking everything like google light bulbs and google like whatever to lock your door and all that kind of stuff. you can basically control your whole house through google which i'm which i'm yep. telling you this is why they're gonna take over the world and um yeah basically you can set it so like you say a keyword and then a and then a um, combination of things happen. So, mm-hmm. um, what was the, uh, what would he, he, I think he said, um, danger and that was the keyword. And then all the lights turned red and it played like the theme from like psycho. <laughs> <laughs> you could have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, totally. Like, there is so much that is integrated. Like I have a Google home. I have, I actually have two and I have a few other things that go with it. And any, the amount, amount of stuff you can play with and do, yeah. Well, you're just lazily sitting there on the couch. Yeah. I'm surprised there's not more, like, YouTube videos of people, like, doing random stuff with Google Home. Oh, you know what? The fucking best thing I've seen. We're getting, up, like, really off topic from Pokemon. Yeah, we we'll, are. We'll, we'll, come, we'll come back to it. Okay, the best thing I've seen is some uh, NASA engineer made a glitter bomb for people who were stealing packages off people's front porches. Yes, I've it's seen that. so fucking funny. So if, you haven't, if you're listening and you have not seen that video, you need to go watch it. It's so good. He, like, engineers this thing to a T. But um, basically, it's a package, and he's designed it so that he, he can put four cell phones in it so it can film the whole thing. And, uh, I, like, I don't know how he does it all. It, like, powers all the cell phones and all that kind of stuff. But um, as soon as you pull off the top of the box, it'll trigger um, uh, the glitter bomb. So it'll basically just spill or, like, spit out glitter and it's super super fine glitter and then all the f- cameras film it and they get they get, they get it on camera and then if you don't um, throw the box out your window it triggers a second alarm which is like the fart in a can thing and it just smells rank as shit and it just like fills their car or their room or whatever with um with uh whatever fart smell from the fart in the can and then pe- <laughs> people just throw it out in the fucking street and then uh, the guy has a gps uh into it so he goes and retrieves it and then gets all the footage and then puts it gets on all the, the footage yeah it's so moral good. of the story don't steal people's fucking amazon packages oh yeah it's so frustrating anyway so back to pokemans here <laughs> so um let's talk about the main characters so i 
the okay i'm just trying to think what I, so the first obviously the first pokemon game it's like 8-bit, so you can't really judge it too much. Same with the second game. The third game, everyone started to get kind of critical of uh, Brendan's uh, hat, and they're like, what the fuck is that? Like, no one knew if it was a hat or, like, a hair, and he had, like, a bandana on. That's what I thought it was. Forever. And yeah. It turned out to be yeah, a hat. That's that's what you get from low-key graphics, though, right? Yeah. Um, and then 4, everyone was like, what the fuck's with Lucas and his stupid little English hat? I, th I remember that being an issue. Um, but it's fine. It was fine at the end. I think my brother played as Don because he didn't want Lucas's stupid English hat. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyways, five, I think five was the first time you can customize your, your dude. I think it, it was either five yeah, or I, six. I can't remember. It's one. Yeah, it's definitely one of those. Yeah. So, but anyways, after that, people kind of calmed down. But anyways, what are you, uh, what are, what are your initial thoughts on the, uh, characters well there's a few videos in it like the the few cutscenes in it like i like the way the initial ones look but i feel like there's going to be a lot of customization in this yeah they're and both if they have the online components i think they have to have the online customization so you make a character that's yours yeah um and so they'll probably have I this... hope that's what's gonna happen yeah i'm sure they'll have the same sort of thing on as in let's go where it's like select your shade of skin color <laughs> um because that's a thing but uh, anyway, so they're both pasty white, though. Like they, they are in, they, in the, the trailer. Yeah, they look like they belong in the, in Europe. Just like I'm trying to think of like Switzerland. Have you ever been to Switzerland? No. Yeah, they're all pasty white there. Ir Ir Irish people are no offense to Irish people. Irish people are considered pretty pasty. They're pretty pasty, yeah. Yeah, I, I have a couple of Irish friends that live here. They're pretty pasty. Yeah. Anyway, so. so um, um, his backpack looks like a suitcase. You notice that? Like, actually, both of them. Both of them look like they could carry like about two oh, dead yeah, bodies his... in it. Hers looks a little bit more like a backpack. His looks very like rectangle. Like it's very like clean cut. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I guess they're. I was gonna. I was gonna complain about how they're all like scrawny little like kids. And um, I'll bring up the uh, that. Uh, meme I saw about uh, between gold, like the original gold from gold silver the the main dude, and then the guy from the remake, and it like compares the two of them, I fucking died laughing so hard, because it's just like talks about how scrawny the heart gold soul silver main protagonist is and how he can't, he wouldn't be able to make it to uh, to Cherryville <laughs> oh, I fucking died um, and then uh, it talked about gold it's like, look at these legs, these legs are uh, these are bigger than tree trunks and can kick Dawn Fan into the next region and I was, oh, it's fucking dying <laughs> it was good, so um, I'm sure if you just type in uh, um, gold versus Ethan, I think his name is, it'll come up but uh, yeah, they're all scrawny but I guess they're ten yeah, they're ten. I'll, I'll, I'll let that go. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think that the boat wraps up our little chat here on uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. I got one final question about it. Which one are you going to buy? Are you going to buy Sword or are you going to buy Shield? I always buy the more manly one. Um, <laughs> that means fucking nothing. But it's just, it's just how I perceive it. But, um... I'll probably get sword because I've I'm I'm a I'm very much not a defender. I'm very much an attacker, so that's literally the the reason I'm choosing Pokemon Sword. Pokemon Sword? Yeah. I don't know, I gotta go shield. I think it just looks better. 
Like, they've really kind of let me down on, on their sword. Yeah, you're right. If the fucking sword was a master sword, I'd be into that. Uh, yeah, I would be okay with that, but I don't know if they'd ever do that. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, and, and then the Halion Shield, and then Link's a Pokemon. But uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this yeah this game looks really good. I'm so excited. the The graphics are. I mean, every Pokemon game, the graphics get better and better and better with as technology advances. But it's just so nice that we finally have a Pokemon game on a, like a, basically a main console. Yes, I agree. Like, and not something like it's like an odd Pokemon game that they just kind of threw out to fill space. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, that's all they announced. They just showed off the region a little bit. Uh, gyms make a return, so there's no... Uh, I, I'm hoping there's no trials. I did like the trials, but I kind of was talking to Will about it this morning. They In in um, Hawaii or whatever the fuck, uh, Aloha, they should have had the gym system still, and then the trials should have been part of the end game. I think, and then that, and then because e basically each trial at the very end of it, you had to fight this big ass Pokemon, and they could have made that a legendary or something. Yeah, I, anything to make the game longer, I feel is probably needed. Yeah, the end game in Sun and Moon was kind of meh. So we'll see. We'll see how much they'll they'll definitely announce a lot more about this game. So I'm I'm really excited to see what more comes. Yes, um, and yeah, I'm excited to see actually where this is based off of because it's kind of driving me crazy. I'm gonna lose some sleep tonight for sure. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, the graphics look good. The gr like the grass looks amazing. Like it looks really fucking real. <laughs> um, but yeah, they didn't show off a whole lot of new Pokemon in the trailer. There's lots of uh, there's lots of existing Pokemon, but they only showed off the three starters as the new, the new ones. The new ones, yeah. Yep. Cool. Oh, actually, I have a fucking confession to make. So, on the cruise. There was a so there's the cruise directing staff and they're in charge of all the um, activities and entertainment on the boat. And this one kid had a Pokemon knowledge test, and I'm like, I'm fucking going to that. And then Brittany, of course, is like, Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. And I'm like, <laughs> Shut up. Um, anyways, yeah. So I went to uh, this Pokemon knowledge test, and I aced it. I got 100 percent because it was all easy questions. The hardest question was like. Uh, who was the first Pokemon? And I'm like, how fucking dare you ask that question? Because there's four right answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, I guess I, I pick one and uh, it turned out to be right. So that was nice. But anyway, so um, another guy got 100% too. So the tiebreaker was we had to fucking sing the first Pokemon theme from the fucking anime. And I'm like, I mean, I did theater and stuff before. So I was like, whatever. No, like, no big deal. So I did it. But the other guy looks super uncomfortable. And I kind of wish that was on film. It, yeah, you know you don't. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so basically I won because of my theater experience in the past. Uh, yeah, and then, job, I and then I just and then I told I could tell I pissed off a kid because he, he was playing the Pokemon knowledge test and he failed, so I gave him my prize. Hats off to you. That, that's at least nice. Yeah, you get like bragging rights. I'm the very best, but here you can have the fucking water bottle. I have six of them. So. <laughs> That's he like, made his day. Yeah, that's all they were giving out in the ship for prizes was, like, water bottles. So, yeah. All right. Uh, I think we should wrap this podcast up with our uh, Google nonsense taking over most of that yes. <laughs> last half. But, uh, anyways, guys, thanks a lot for watching. Uh, let us know on our social media pages what you think of uh, Reggie retiring from Nintendo and your thoughts on Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. And any Google uh, assistant stories that you may have, 
because we want to know what they are. And uh, we'll see you guys all on the next one. Bye-bye. Take care, guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.